Alright, let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you again for this chance to preach your word. Pray, Lord, that you bless us with the preaching of your word and help it to edify and exalt us, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, Matthew chapter 24. We did part 1 last week, which I titled uh, Tribulation and Great Tribulation. Title of part 2 will be the post-tribulation pre-wrath rapture. So, in short, the post-trib pre-wrath rapture. So, that is the type of rapture that we believe in in this church according to what the Bible says. is after the tribulation, but before the wrath of God because we're not appointed unto wrath as the Bible says. So, I didn't finish last week, uh, but briefly, uh, what did we talk about? The Olivet Discourse it starts up in Matthew 24 teaching on the Mount of Olives. Jesus is teaching about the end times. What were the questions asked Jesus when they were showing him the, the buildings of the temple, you know, the outer sanctuary, the inner sanctuary, all the, what made up Solomon's temple, or the second temple. So they asked Jesus, when, and Jesus said these things will be destroyed, right? The temple will be destroyed, no stone left upon another. Then they asked Jesus, when will these things happen, the destruction of the temple? When will it be? What shall be the signs of his coming? You know, when he's going to come back again. And they'll say, blessed is the name of the uh, Son of God. And uh, what are the signs of the end of the world? So that's what Jesus was answering. And the tribulation, we looked at uh, the beginning of the signs, beginning of sorrow. So the four seals. And we used the, rap uh, the revelation, uh, the, the writings in Revelation that God revealed to John. More detailed information on how these things will come forth. So you have the white horse and the rider, the red, the pale, and the black horses, all of that. That's the, the four seals. Then the great tribulation is the fifth seal, and it's signified by the abomination that causes desolation. So the abomination of desolation, and is the revelation of the Antichrist. We saw that. And it is the time of the worst persecution for believers. The worst persecution ever recorded, or more than what has been recorded and will be till that time. And it's the worst persecution for the whole world, actually. Because the Bible goes on to say, so we, where we left up, let's continue, verse 22. Because the Bible says, And except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So the devil will be out to destroy everybody. Right? So... Yes, he'll now focus in great tribulation for, uh, against the uh, believers. So that's his main focus. But remember, the mark of the beast is out, right? So everybody must go get the mark of the beast. So everybody would, would be destroyed if God does not come. Because that's if the, the second coming doesn't happen. Because everybody will be destroyed in that they will all get the mark of the beast or they will be killed, hiding from getting the mark of the beast. And we know that some people will not get the mark of the beast, not only believers, because everyone will be raptured, that is the believers will be raptured, but, uh, and those that don't have, that have the mark will be killed in the beginning of the millennium. So those that will enter the millennium that are not believers, are the ones that didn't get the mark. So that, that's the message of God. So some will survive the wrath of God into the millennium, because God will ensure that not every man will die. So you see that in Revelation, but let's focus here. So, in uh, so those days will be shortened, so as the, uh, all the believers do not die also. So except those days be shortened, everyone will die. You know, no soul will be saved, but especially the believers, because the devil is really targeting the believers. The world will be against us, and you know, believers will experience this 
we've we've always been experiencing a war against us, but this one in the worst conditions. It's it's like uh, back in the days. I don't know. Maybe I'll date myself. Action Hollywood movies where everybody's against the one guy. Um, there are many movies that have the name like Enemy of the State and stuff like that. So you cannot do anything. The government is against you. You cannot buy or sell. Literally, you cannot buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Will be betrayed by family members or friends. Uh, with, you know, trying to. I don't know how long it will last. I don't know how it will play out, but that's how I think of it in my head. So we'll be viewed as terrorists. Let's put it that way. Domestic terrorists. So you see how they're treating domestic terrorists? Uh, So-called. That's how they'll be treating, uh, they will treat believers. Look at verse 23. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall shew great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. These are lying signs and wonders that God will give them a strong delusion to believe, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. That because they did not receive the truth, God will give them a strong delusion that they will believe the lie. So, in as much as they don't want to receive God, oh, I just want to live my life. No, but you're going to believe the lie that this is the Christ, that this is because of all the lying signs and wonders. He's going to let them believe that. So they have that strong, oh, yeah, yeah, we now believe that this is Christ. We now believe that that supreme being, this is he right here, you know, because of all the signs and wonders they're doing. But the elect will not be deceived in this point. Like, the, the elect will not get the mark of the beast because they cannot be deceived that this is the Antichrist. Now, they can be deceived about pre-trip rapture. They can be deceived about some forms of, of um, what's that called again? Uh, anyway, some forms of false doctrines. What's the word? Anyway, there's some false doctrines thinking in my, my, in my head. So, from, uh, but the elect can never be deceived about the Antichrist. That one is for sure. They will never bow down and worship the Antichrist and think he's Christ. That will never happen because Jesus said, if it were possible, they will, they will deceive the very elect. But it's not possible. That's how that statement goes. So, verse 25. Behold, I have told you before. That means just like, hey, I've told you so. Right? So, God is warning us. Be not deceived. You have been told about this. You've been warned about this. And this is why we should learn this doctrine and pass it on. You say, oh, but it's not going to be in my lifetime. Who, how do you know it's not going to be in your lifetime? That's number one. Number two, don't let the doctrine die. It's because no one's talking about the doctrine. Now people come up with a false doctrine of pre-trib rapture, but it's post-tribulation. And we're going to see that. We're still finishing last week. It's post-tribulation rapture. So don't let it die out. And it's encouraging also to know how everything plays out. So that you tell yourself or you tell your posterity, your children, or the next generation, hey, we're suffering, but God is going to save us. This is how the end is going to be. So have that hope. And that's how I read the Bible. So that we have hope, we believe the word of God, and we're encouraged and comforted. Verse 26. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so, also, so shall also the sun so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So just as you see lightning, and I know most of us in this day and age, we're always inside, we barely see lightning. When was the last time you saw lightning? Anyone? Uh, apart from children, you know. That. <laughs> but all of us are like, oh yeah, it's raining, but we don't see lightning, because all inside cooked up, you know, technology and everything, and you don't go outside in the rain. But 
for back then, I mean, when there's lightning, everyone knows. So no one tells you, hey, there's lightning. So that's what God is trying to picture. If you're outside or you have the chance to be next to a window and it's raining and you see lightning, no one, nobody tells you, hey, look, there's lightning. Like, no, you see it when it happens. So that's what God is trying to say. Nobody can deceive you that, oh, he's here or he's there. No, if he's actually there, everyone will see it. That's how we see lightning. So God is showing us that. Verse 28, for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered. So that's an analogy. Just as vultures or eagles, these are carnivorous beasts. They come and they eat dead things as well as living things too. But they have the digestive tract to eat dead things and acid will kill all the bacteria and everything. Not to go into biology. But they gather where their carcasses and they, they feed on the carcasses. So as you can tell for sure that, I know we're in the city too, so you know, I mean, the carcasses are usually on the road. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what's in the woods. But the carcasses are usually on the road, so you don't see the eagles gathered there. So don't get distracted because of the, of, of the day and age we live in, living in urban areas and stuff. But out there in the country where you see, if there's a carcass there, the eagles will gather, they'll eat. And that is how when Christ comes, we'll be gathered unto him. So, and it's also showing, it's illustrating the rapture. Yes, that we got it onto him. But also, it's for sure we know when he comes. Just as for sure, when you see a carcass, the vultures and stuff will come and eat to the eagle. So that's how we know that when he comes, uh, we will all know. All right, so that was the end. I just briefly went through it because we have a lot to cover today. So now let's go into the second part. The post-tribulation pre-wrath rapture. Verse 29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Immediately after. So Jesus, remember, he gave, he said everything all the way to the end. Then he went back to start explaining. Okay, so now when you see the abomination of desolation, all right, that is the kicking off of the uh, Great Tribulation. We saw the Tribulation, but the Great Tribulation, that's when the abomination of desolation starts. Before he said that, remember he said, there will be preaching of the gospel all over the world, then the end shall come. Then he stopped there. Now, when you see the abomination of desolation, so he went back. So he's still going back, right? He's continuing. When you see the abomination of desolation, he talks about the Great Tribulation. Now, after all that tribulation, you see that? He made after the tribulation and the Great Tribulation because the Great Tribulation is just part of the Tribulation, but it's a special part because it's focused on only the believers. As you saw in Revelation, when we looked at that last week, that the devil went to go after the women, the children of the women, right? That believe the gospel, that believe the truth. So going after the believers. So make after the Tribulation, that is the Tribulation and the Great Tribulation. Make after the Tribulation of those days. So why do you skip that? <laughs> Like, how do you go around that and say, oh, no, it is pre-tree? The Bible says immediately after. So now they have to come up with how is the sun darkened and, and the stars falling from heaven and the powers of heaven shaken. How does that mean the second coming of Christ? So how do you know that Bible doesn't say, oh, that Christ will come? No, the actual Bible says that. But let's keep breaking it down because this is pointing to the day of the Lord. The sun being darkened, the moon not giving her light. Open to Isaiah chapter 30, 13. Isaiah 13, verse 6. So, first of all, there's no other tribulation he's talking about. Reading the context, 
Immediately after the tribulation of those days, we saw all the tribulation that was going on. If you read the passage as a whole, that is the tribulation that Jesus is talking about. Then, the sun darkened and the moon not giving her light, it points to the day of the Lord. Again, if you've been reading your Bible, it will be obvious what the day of the Lord means. Or it will be obvious, the sun being darkened, the moon not giving her light, that that is a sign of the day of the Lord. And that is if you're saved with the Holy Spirit reading your Bible and uh, the Holy Spirit will remind you, excuse me, which we all should go through. All right, Isaiah 13, look at verse 6. How ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint, and every man's heart shall melt, and they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrow shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. So who is the day of the Lord targeted to? The sinners. The anger of the Lord is targeted to the sinners. So you can already see a summary that the believers will be taken up. But let's keep going. We'll break that down. We'll see that here. Verse 10, for the stars of heaven, you see, he's talking about the cosmic disturbances or the cosmic signs. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. What are the stars of heaven? What are the constellations? The sun and the moon and the stars. They shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened and is going forth. The moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil. And the wicked for their iniquity, I will cause the arrogance of the proud to cease, and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. That's their, their pride. Look at Joel chapter 2, another place. So you see that in Isaiah. Then you see that in Joel also, Joel 2.30. And I will shew wonders in the, in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire, and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord had said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. So hold on there to Joel. But as you can see, you see the prophecy in Isaiah, you see the prophecy in Joel, the cosmic wonders that will occur in the constellations. Everyone on earth to be aware of what is happening. It's not going to be... Behind, uh, what do they call that? Be left behind, right? It's not going to be left behind where you know, people just disappear and be like, what's going on? Aliens abducted some people, like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, this is a rapture, it just happened, you know, all of a sudden, like, we didn't even know. Everyone's just having, going their way, and rapture planes are crashing. <laughs> you know, no, there'll be cosmic disturbances. Everyone will know, oh, wow, something is happening, and everyone is going to see Jesus. We, uh, I'll get to that. It's written there. So, in fact, next verse. So everyone's going to see Jesus. Everyone would uh, will see the moon affected, the sun affected. No matter where you are on, uh, on earth, you're going to see that. And it will be a terrible day for many, but not for us. Why? Verse 30. And then shall appear the sun, the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And, there shall, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So all of them will see. You're there in Joel. Look at Joel chapter 13, eh, chapter 3, verse 13. As you open there, the, the core verse of Revelation, Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, it says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. 
every eye. Not just those connected in the spirit or those that are saved. No, no, no. Every eye, even pre-trip. People that believe pre-trip, they're going to see him. And be like, oh, wow. <laughs> so he actually came after the tribulation. All right, anyway. So, behold, he commanded in the clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. You're like, why are they crying? Why are they wailing? Because they know the punishment is coming. They can see the cosmic disturbances. Maybe they're thinking it's Armageddon, and well, meteorite is coming. No, I don't think so. But they, they will know it's Jesus. They will know. Definitely. Because the Bible says, look, Joel 3, 13. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. So this is talking about the rapture, right? So let's keep reading. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full, and uh, the fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. So during the great tribulation, remember that this is the worst tribulation for believers, for the world. In fact, if God does not shut in those days, no flesh shall be saved. So this is the worst time. Their wickedness is at the highest. In fact, their wickedness was so bad that the Antichrist came. Remember? There will be a great falling away. You know, people's love wax cold, all of that. But the wickedness of the world is so much, so God is ready to punish them. Right? The presses are full. So that's talking about uh, God's wrath going to be poured on them. Uh, verse 14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon shall be darkened, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. The Lord shall, the Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake, but the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. You see that? So that's forecasting what's going to happen because they already said put in the sickle, the harvest is ready. That's talking about the rapture. So this is the second coming of Christ. Just as the angel told uh, the disciples, as you saw, see, saw him go up in the clouds, that's how he's going to come down. Right? The angels told the disciples that in Acts, in the beginning of Acts. So this is our hope. This is our blessing. How do I know that? Because if you look at another gospel, how did uh, Luke say it? In Luke 21, you can open there. Luke 21, 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with per perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Yeah, I believe there'll be a lot of preaching at that time as Bible says gospel go around. Everyone will be warning people. People will know what is coming because we'll say, believers will say, hey, the Lord is coming. The wrath of God is coming. See, I'm in this generation and I know it's going to come in this generation. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, America is going to be punished. You know, all this abortions, all this, the, the filthiness going on, you know, messing up marriage and all of that. You know, America is going to be punished. But let's pray that, you know, it's not in our generation. Let's pray for the mercies of God. Let's pray that God saves us. You know, that's what we're preaching. No, at that time, we're preaching, hey, it's happening soon. It's going to happen. This was happening. See, fire is going to come down. God is going to punish you. Hey, God's going to come in the clouds. You know, that's what the preaching will be. And people here that say, you're crazy, you're crazy. Next thing, the sun. Whoa. Uh, the scientists say, oh, yeah, yeah, just lying. There's no way the sun is going to shut down. The sun has been, you know, they'll bring one guy with white coats and stuff. Be like, oh yeah, we've had the sun for generations. You know, these guys are crazy. There's no way the sun is going to shut down now. We've looked at it. We've sent some orbits there to look at the sun. 
everything looks fine. For the next thousand years, it's going to be good. Yeah. Now, you know, the world is looking, oh yeah, the, the scientists already said the sun is not going to shut down. So these guys are saying the sun is going to shut down now. Why? Because they are terrorists. You know? So that's what they're thinking. So now when they see the sun not give its light, the moon like blood, and the stars falling from heaven and all of that, they're going to be like, whoa, these people are right. <laughs> they're right, they'll be afraid, they'll be shaking. Right? So that's what's going to happen. Let's keep reading. Men's heart failing them, verse 26 of Luke 21. Uh, men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. So they already know what is going to be coming. For the powers of heaven of, of heaven shall be shaken and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with great power. Sorry, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, what does the Bible say? Then look up. And lift up your heads for your redemption draw it nigh. So, because our redemption, we're going to be redeemed, we're going to be saved, we're going to be raptured, we're going to be caught up. You know, we got that or uh, caught up to him. Because the Bible says again, going back to uh, uh, Matthew 24, verse 31, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of trumpets. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. So just all over the world, his elect to be gathered. You see, it didn't say the elect to be gathered just from Israel. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's from everywhere. Because it's all tongues, all nations, all tribes. Open to Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6 verse 12. So this is the rapture. You say, where's rapture in the Bible? This is caught up. This is what about in um, 1 Corinthians 15. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be transformed. The dead in Christ will rise first, and we'll all be caught up, we'll meet God in the clouds, and all of that. So that is what rapture means. It just means caught up, it's gathering of the saints. It occurs when? Immediately after the tribulation of those days. So when those things are happening, the sun is not giving its light, so we know the day of the Lord is right there, right? So I'm not giving that. What should we do? We should look up for our redemption right now, because we're going to be caught up with Him. He's, he's like, I don't think he's going to touch ground. Everyone see him? Here you go. Okay, fuck, let's read. Here there, Revelation chapter 6, um, verse 12. The Bible says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. Remember, the first four seals is the tribulation. The fifth seal, great tribulation. Now, what is the sixth seal? When he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black, a sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, even as a fig tree casted her untimely figs when she shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven, and, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and great men, and the great men and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every born man, and every free man hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come. Who shall be able to stand? Do you see that? So the sixth seal is talking about the wrath of God coming, right? There'll be earthquakes and all of that. It's talking about the day of the Lord. So, and but we are not going to face that wrath. Because we are going to be raptured. So that is the sixth seal, right? If you read chapter 7 of Revelation, I don't want to spend time on there. Maybe I do have time. But chapter 7, 
uh, it's the ceiling of the 144,000. So the day of the Lord has come, God is coming in the clouds and all of that. Then God is going to seal the 144,000. I don't talk about it. I just want to focus on Matthew. But I want to give you the timeline and show you what Jesus was revealing to the believers. So he seals the 144,000, 12,000 from each tribe, uh, save Dan, right? <laughs> 12,000 from each tribe, and uh, what else? So these, these are men without God. I believe they are young men back earlier on during, during the, uh, when Israel had tribes. Uh, anyway, then after that, there's the rapture. Why? Because all these people are rejoicing in heaven. In fact, let's read it because... It looks like I'm just saying it. So chapter 6 of Revelation, at the end of it, talks about the sixth seal, right? Then chapter 7 of Revelation, right? And after these things, I saw four angels standing in the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth or the sea. And I saw another angel, verse 2. And I saw another angel as ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. So now... God is the one going to hurt the earth and the sea. So it was, this angel is coming to do that, to pour the wrath of God. Remember the tribulation? The great tribulation, it wasn't God doing that, right? God allowed it because the devil came down with his wrath. He's trying to attack the woman, right? That's mankind. Then she was saved. God saved mankind. Then the devil now focused on believers. So the devil's doing all this. Now is God's wrath to be poured. But let's keep reading. So in verse 2 again, And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. So God has not started pouring out his wrath. So let's get that, because believers will not, and we are not pointed to wrath. God has not started punishing the earth. Something has to happen first. Things have to happen. In Revelation, we're breaking it down a whole lot. And God is, we're going to first seal the 144,000. These are men that will be preaching during the wrath of God. Uh, they'll be preaching. They'll mix up with the people and be preaching. So they'll come from heaven, right? right? It's not like they are men on earth at that time. Right. Because they were with, they, they, right now they are with Jesus Christ. But as I said, I want to focus on Matthew. If not, I, I can just digress into Revelation and not put my head out until the end of the service. All right. So, uh, and I had a number of them. So verse 4 talks about the ceiling of the uh, uh, 144,000. Then look at verse 9. And after this, I beheld and lo a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation! I mean, what else? If it's not the rapture, what is this? Great multitude, which no one can number. Yes, when you compare that with everybody that ever lived on the earth to that point, it's only few, but still, it is a lot. <laughs> because how many generations have lived on this earth? Right? So, yes, few people get saved from every generation and every time, only a few out of many. So, in hell, it's even going to be so much more. Right? But still, it's a whole lot of people that are going to be in heaven. Right? right? Don't just think it's, all, it's only all the people that show up on Wednesday service that's going to be in heaven. No, it's all believers. Right? <laughs> Amen? Even those that you knock at their door and they say, I'm saved, I'm not going to church, everyone is the bride of Christ that is saved. 
All right, so there's a whole lot of them, and they're crying with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders, uh, and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God, saying, Amen. So they're rejoicing, they have their robes, which is not of, uh, that was washed with blood, so that's why it's without, it's white robes, it's not as filthy rags, which is their righteousness. So the, uh, these points to salvation, uh, to the rapture. It is post-tribulation, post-tree. So after the tribulation of those days, you see the, that is the sixth seal, the day of the Lord, the sun does not give its light. The moon is turned to blood. The sun is darkened like a sackcloth. The moon is turned to blood. The stars are falling from the heavens. Then what is happening? Oh, God's wrath is not going to be poured yet. Oh, let's seal the 144,000. After we seal them, next thing, John sees a great multitude in heaven. <laughs> right? As they're sealing them, the rapture is happening, and boom, we're all in heaven. Because we're going to be in heaven at that time, throughout the wrath of God, and millennial rain will come down. So, that the rapture is in between that time. Post-tribulation, pre-wrath, before the earth is harmed by God. Before the wrath of God is poured on the earth. So look at first, uh, chapter 8. Let's go to chapter 8 now. And when he had opened the seventh seal. So the seventh seal is the wrath of God. Right? So when it, So what happens before that? Remember? We've been raptured. Right? The believers have been raptured. And if we, all of us have been raptured basically because we are dead in Christ if we are not alive to that time. Those that are dead in Christ will be caught up first. So, and when he had opened the seventh seal, verse 1, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Just imagine how cool that is. Yeah. <laughs> there's silence. You know, first of all, there's rejoicing. Oh, salvation! We made it! Oh, I thought I was going to die. My neck wasn't good. The next thing, rapture. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> so we made it all happy. All rejoicing. Wow. Uh, what's that song? Heaven, what's heaven like? Anyway, so we're all singing, we're rejoicing, so noisy. Can you imagine great multitude in heaven? Just people rejoicing, and we don't have the flesh anymore. Just, I, I want us to imagine that. It's how noisy it is. Next thing, the seven seals open. Just dead silence. For half an hour. It's like people are thinking, whoa, Jesus is mad. <laughs> What's going to happen to these guys? <laughs> anyway, uh, well, right. It's so cool when you imagine these things. Verse 2, And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire on, of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices, thunderings, and lightnings, and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail, fire, mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the tall part of trees were burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. I'm going to stop there because we're not really talking about the wrath of God here. So, what am I trying to show? We saw from the sixth seal, we had the whole of chapter 7, talking about the rapture, the sealing of the 144,000, and the rapture that showed that. Then the seventh seal is the wrath of God, the trumpets. You see that? So where is the rapture? 
is the sixth seal. The day of the Lord, once you see that sign, as, as the gospel says in Luke, look up for thy redemption right now. Jonas saw what was happening next in a great multitude in heaven. Where did the great multitude come from? That was the rapture. In fact, it says that salvation. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go back to Matthew. Let's finish up. Matthew 24, look at verse 32. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. So we cannot predict when the rapture will happen. Do I know if it's going to happen in my lifetime? No. You know, if you ask me, do I want it to happen in my lifetime? At this point, you know, maybe, because I know by then I will not have any sucking babies or anything, so <laughs> it might not be that hard. But I don't know if I want it to happen in my life. I don't know if I'm ready for it. But God will not give us something that we cannot bear. And if those are going to be killed, those will be killed. So I've not really thought about it so much to make a definite answer. But if it's my lifetime, it's my lifetime. If it's not in our lifetime or this generation, then it's not. The point is, I don't know. But guess what? When it is going to happen, when we see these things, I know when the rapture is coming. I know that it's happening at that time. In fact, let's keep going because God, Jesus is going to say that. So we can't predict it. Open to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. But we believers will know during that time that the rapture is closed. Now, eminent rapture, that is that doctrine of rapture is eminent, that is false. Because no one, no, no one knows when it is. But we know that it happens immediately after the tribulation of those days. How do we know that it is that particular tribulation? Because the world has been through many tribulations that people think is bad. But how do we know that that particular tribulation is immediately after that? The abomination of desolation. Do you see that? So that's how God tells us. When you see the abomination of desolation, know that you've already passed through the first four seals. <laughs> you've passed through the first four seals. So that's why Jesus he gave all the story to the end. You know, there was so much tribulation, all that, people suffer. Okay, now, when you see the abomination that causes desolation, <laughs> right? Then that's the revelation of the Antichrist, the mark of the beast is out. Say, once we see that, we know that that's the tribulation of the end times. So, immediately after that tribulation, we see, then we know that the rapture is about to happen. You see the mark of the beast being issued, and I can tell you with certainty that it is in my lifetime. I don't think I'll be alive for it because maybe I might be earmarked to die. But it is in my lifetime, my generation, that the rapture is coming. But I don't know yet until I see the abomination of desolation. So that is what the Bible is saying here. It's not that we can predict it. But we will know when we are around there. In 2 Thessalonians 2, 2 verse 1, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. That is the rapture, folks. That ye be not so shaken in mind, nor troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letters from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. So he says, it's evident. No, no, no. It's not going to come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. There is his hand. That's a conjunction. Two of them have to happen. Oh, there's a falling away. Oh, the apostasy of this. and the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a man of sin revealed. Is the abomination of this? Have you seen the abomination of this? Okay, yeah, then no. <laughs> it, it, it's not going to come yet. I don't care how far the world falls away. Sometimes, didn't you see dark ages? Dark ages, the Bible was hidden, it was falling away. You know, many false religions came up, all of that. He said, Oh, yeah, the rapture is about to happen. See, yeah, just falling away. Is the man of sin revealed? No. Is it when the Pope was revealed? Was it the abomination of desolation? <laughs> 
Was he above this? I said, no. So, except that the, there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So we know the signs. So, if, if we don't know the signs, how would the Bible tell us, look up for thy redemption during night? When are we supposed to look up? You see that? Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So flip a few pages back. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I read from verse 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For you, for yourselves, know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, when he says day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night, doesn't mean he can just come at any time. You understand? He's saying that it's the way the day of the Lord will come, no one knows when it will be. How does how do thieves come? <laughs> no, no, no one knows when you don't know when they're gonna break into your car, into your house, or anything like that. I mean, if you know, you prevent it. <laughs> Hello, right? So that's what God is saying. He's not just saying, oh, you can just come at any time, be on your guard, or just you know, you can come at any time. That's why you have to write the second letter, right? After writing this, me and write that. People are saying, oh, it can come at any time. Second letter to the Thessalonians. Let no man deceive you. <laughs> the day of the Lord will not come except they come before the way first, and that man of sin to reveal the son of perdition. So stop saying, oh, it's going to come at any time. So he's writing them, telling them already, because he has told them this before, of the time that Jesus' brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. I know these days, you know, women can escape the travail in one way or the other, maybe through, they just plan their C-section, right? So they, have, they escape the travail, you know. But that's not how it's supposed to be. And back then, they didn't have that technology, so you have to put yourself in that sense, or that mindset, or that time. Once a woman is pregnant, that is coming out <laughs> naturally, or she, many, some women die. Yeah. They die. <laughs> the fifth child or the seventh child and she couldn't make it. They asked the husband, the father, who should we save? The wife or the baby? This happens even to date. <laughs> uh, in fact, let me keep my opinions to myself. Alright, so uh, she cannot escape it. And that's how the world too will not be able to escape it. She, she feels the world will know when the signs are coming and that travail is going to come upon them. Alright, let's keep going. Verse 4. But ye brethren... So who is he talking to? He's talking to the saved. He's talking to the church. But ye brethren are not in darkness. Guess what? Look at this. That that day should overtake you as a thief. <laughs> so he's not going to come as a thief in the night. That's going to come at any time. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not that uh, uh, you, you'll be surprised when it comes. You will know because you look up for that, uh, your redemption right now. Do you see that? But we know it's going to come as a thief in the night. But we'll know the signs around that time. You see that? So into the war. So the war, so first of all, the devil is going to come as a thief in the night. No one knows when. But around that time, you brethren, we would know when. As I said, I'll be able to predict when. Abomination or desolation? Okay. Is it my lifetime? Is it a few days, weeks, or something, or months? I don't think the abomination or desolation during the Great Tribulation is going to last for three years. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, 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 how many days or something? A few, maybe a couple months or something. I don't remember the math to it. But it's all calculated. Uh, so we just have to survive for a little bit. So stop stocking up for two years, you know, for the abomination of desolation. Just stock up for two weeks in case there's a natural disaster or something. But <laughs> God will provide for you. Amen. You get money. There you go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> God will provide for you. Anyway, let me not digress. Let's finish up here. 
Yeah. <laughs> Manner of a sense, I guess. So it will not overtake us as a thief in the night if we are, we are watching. What does the Bible say? Ye are all children of light and the children of and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken and drunken in the night. So what does it mean to sleep? You're just dead. You're not, you're not dead, spiritually dead. You're not listening. The word of God doesn't move you. No matter how much I preach, hey, let's go so winning. No matter how much I preach, read your Bible. Oh, this is what God wants. It just doesn't move you. <laughs> you're spiritually dead. You're not, you're not feeding yourself with the word of God. Instead, you're feeding yourself with the word. And that's why it goes on to say, those are drunken and drunken now. What does it mean to be drunken? It's not that when it says drunken here, it's not always that the person goes to the beer power and is just drinking. Okay, that one is really bad, right? There are some men that are mighty to drink. But the, the man of God, the pastor, the deacon should not be given too much wine. These are people that, yeah, they're drinking too much, and therefore they're drinking alcohol too, they're enjoying, and it's going to an extent where they're enjoying alcohol. So it can happen to believers too. They that are drunk, are drunk at night, that means you're into the world, you're into the pleasures of the world, and you're no more um, sober. There you go. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, Putting on a breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. You see that? We are not appointed to wrath. God, we believers, we the brethren, so we are not going to experience the wrath of God. Post-tribulation, pre-wrath, rapture, that's what we believe in. Verse 34, Matthew chapter 24. Don't worry, I'm going to go fast all the way to the end. Uh, we'll finish up. Verse 34. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. So he says this generation is not talking to Peter, right? He said the generation that is going to see these things will not pass until all these things be fulfilled. So it will happen in one generation. That's why tribulation was not World War I, because most of the people there are dead. <laughs> right? They say, oh yeah, that was, that was a tribulation, that was the wars, and the rumors of wars. So we're going to wait another 70 years or so <laughs> for the next horse. No, no, no. It's one generation. You would, all the things will just happen in a short time. What? Uh, in fact, I, um, let, me, let me keep going. So, to happen in a short time, verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now, I don't believe Jesus knew at the time of speaking, when Jesus was saying this, I don't think he knew. Remember, how did he get the authority to open the scrolls? If you read Revelation, it's because he was the lamb that was slain. In heaven, they were looking, who, who has the authority to open the scrolls? This is Revelation chapter 4 and 5, I think. Who has authority to open the scrolls? No one can open the scrolls. No man in heaven, no man on earth, like, no, like nobody in heaven, no man on earth, nobody had the authority to open the scrolls. But then, the son of man, the, the lamb that was slain, he is the only one that has the power to open the scrolls. So this time he has not yet died, right? He's not, the physical manifestation hasn't happened. Yes, the word of God, you know, it doesn't matter with time, but it hasn't happened yet. So he's about to die, obviously, by the end of Matthew. So at this time, I don't believe he had the scrolls, he had power to open the scrolls, so he doesn't know, but only God knows, no angel knows. So if Jesus could not figure it out now, do you believe all those pastors that say, 
oh yeah 2024 the red moon and all of that so you do the math it's august 12th <laughs> the end of the world is august 12th folks you know just give me all your stuff i'll sell it for you come on come on <laughs> give everything to the church you know just so that god is like i'm holy and you're prepared you know the people who have been ripped off, no man will believe it anymore, but there are still some people out there that believe it. But let's move on. So no man knows the day or the hour uh, except Jesus. Look at, uh, sorry, even Jesus at that time did not know, but I believe now he knows. That's what I was trying to say. I believe now he knows. Open to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 verse 6. So you cannot be calculated. You're not smarter than Jesus. And we should not be concerned about people predicting the time. Instead, look at what Jesus said and watch out for the signs. Right? What circumspectly redeeming the dime for the days are evil. So know you're, you're going in, you're coming out, watch. Be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, is roaming about like the roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. So if you're watching and you're doing the right things, as you're going to see in the parables as he ends, as a good steward, then you will not, it will not come to you as a thief in the night. You don't need anybody, you don't need pastor to predict the time for you, uh, when to, to rapture or be. If you're watching, you'll know when the time comes, if you're alive at that time. Acts 1 verse 6, the Bible says, when they, therefore, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So what are you supposed to do? Occupy till he comes. It's not for you to know the times and the seasons or when is it going to say right. Just do what he told you to do. He has given you what you need for what you have to do. Occupy till he comes. The talent he has given you, what he has deposited or invested in you, make profits. Spiritually, I'm talking about. Look at verse 37, Matthew 24. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and, uh, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So the same thing is happening in this generation. God is just pointing out, everything is going to be going on as normal. It's not like, oh, the sun will lose power, you know, a day before. <laughs> then everybody comes and oh, what's going on? Oh, and then the sun will get power back, you know, it's just flickering. So when it goes up, they're like, oh, oh wow, sun is off again, what's going on? You know, everything's just going to be going on as normal, life is going on, they're persecuting the saints, all of that. Next thing, it will happen. Everyone was shocked, <laughs> you know, no one built their own axe on their own boats and stuff like that. You said, so there was no boat? You know, because I don't believe rain fell. Rain never fell. And, and what, what do you know? The day rain falls, it like floods everywhere. It's like, what? <laughs> or their boats were not able to survive. You know, God just capsized any boats if they had it. I'm digressing. Verse 37. Sorry, I read 37. Verse 40. Then shall two be in the field, then one, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. So, I've already talked about the eminency uh, doctrine. It's, it's, Jesus is not trying to say, oh, it's just going to happen like that at, at any time. Like now. Oh, it can happen now. It's just telling you how it will happen. Not when it will happen. 
Because this is not about the way. This is about the how. <laughs> Do you understand? The how just is going to happen. Just boom. Just like that. Right? It's, it's going to gradual in, in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Right? It's going to happen like that. But we don't know the hour that needs to happen. So this shows that there will be believers will be among unbelievers. It's going to be all over the world. It's not just being, oh, Israel just taking off one nation. Believers are spread over the world and uh, believers will be taken and unbelievers left. Also, it's a parable teaching that no one knows when it will happen. Just focus on the task at hand. So what were they doing? They were doing their task at hand. One was in the field, right? One was grinding at the mill. It's not like, oh yeah, stop everything you're doing. Like, just wait. <laughs> Let's go to the monastery, just, just wait. While waiting to the end. You know? <laughs> no, continue your work. Continue taking care of your family. Continue your life. <laughs> Let us withdraw. Just, I don't want to meet to anybody. I think I'm in a holy state right now. If I mix with people, just, you know, people are irritating. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. You got it. You got it. They were not believers. They were not believers, as you can see. So continue life. Just continue the task at hand. Verse 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, there are different watches of the night, the Romans, the soldiers, the watch at one part, few hours, and a few hours. So that's what I mean, what watch. He had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. And that tells you something about thieves. Let me digress a little bit. I know we're out of time. All you have to do is just show up. Like, don't be afraid. Just thieves, they, they want the easiest house and the easiest thing. Once you show up, you're gone or your bath or something, just show that you're a man and they'll run. <laughs> because it's not like, oh, once the thief shows up, that's it. He's going to break into your house and everything and he must enter. Now, God is talking about ideal here. <laughs> there are some nations where the thieves have more power and all of that. I've experienced that, like, quite literally. But, and also, there are some sport nations, which I'm experiencing too, where the men don't think they, they have the power to defend their house or watch. You didn't say you call the cops, but I digress. Uh, let's keep going. Verse 44. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the, the Son of Man cometh. So don't wait until you think rapture is coming before you start doing what is right. It will not come when we think, oh, you see San Francisco, you see where America is going, you see all these Scandinavian countries, and see the West. The rapture is close. You know, maybe we should start, you know, doing some serious things, start working for the Lord and stuff. No, no, no. That's not why you should start working for the Lord. You should just be working for the Lord because God told you to. Or you don't look at me like, you know, if Trump wins or something, yes, America is back. We're back. So, no more. Uh, we, we don't even pray anymore and do much work for the Lord because we've, we've defeated the devil. You know, the Democrats are devils. And we've won! <laughs> no matter what state the world is in, don't think you're smart, you know when it's going to happen. That's what Jesus is saying. Just, you, you don't know when it will happen. Until you see those signs, you don't know when it will happen. Those signs are saying, oh yeah, this must be the tribulation. Is this not the second? This is white. It's not red horse. This is the Red Hawks. You know wars are going on? This, stop thinking that. <laughs> right? So everybody comes to you, oh, do you think we're in the tribulation? Just wait until the abomination of the surgery. Just continue your life. That's what Jesus is teaching. So get into church now. Start preparing. Um, and 
start doing what God has told you to do, occupy it until it comes. Because no matter what, you're going to go through tribulation. The Bible says, yeah, all they that will need God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So you're going to go through persecution. So just be ready for it. <laughs> and if you train yourself in the little persecutions you're going through, because it's nothing compared to the glory that we receive, and if you com com uh, train yourself in that, during the great tribulation, you'll be able to withstand. Oh, you're ready for the great tribulation, you're thinking it's now? See, how about the tribulation you're going through or you're avoiding now? That one you cannot avoid. You see that? You're, so you suffer whether you're ready or not, <laughs> as a believer, because you're not going to take the mark. If, you know, some believers are like, you know, let me just take the mark and just forget it. It's not going to happen. I'll just deceive them. I'll tell them. I don't know how the Antichrist is going to do it. But I said I won't digress into the mark of the beast. But I don't know how the Antichrist is going to do it that uh, he will catch you. You can never fake it. Because if you have the mark, you're dead. You're, I mean, you're going to hell. You're going to experience the second death. And no believer is going to experience that. So you can't just fake it and say, you know, I'll just take the mark on my forehead or my hand and just go by and sell and not, be, and not suffer. It's not going to happen for you as a believer because you're not going to take that mark. So, could be in our generation, and you say, oh yeah, there's no way it's going to be in our generation. Right? There are some people that say, oh, there's no way it's going to be in our generation because all these things have to happen. Who is the Antichrist? Who is the false prophet? All these, these things can happen very fast. Open to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. Things can change very quickly. Remember, all this is happening in a few years. So, once the, um, the time comes, boom, 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 boom. We can go through all of this. Wars can happen in the blink of an eye. <laughs> right? They just waited for Trump to leave, then Biden came, then there's a war. Boom. Just like that. It can happen. Everything can be planning. People can world leaders can be planning to for all the wars. And Monsanto and all of them can just withhold the seed. All these things can happen very fast. So don't just think, oh, it will never happen in our generation. Look, technology has boomed in, in the last century. It just boomed like that. Compared to Centuries before that, centuries before that, it was as if world, the world just continued the way it is. If they told uh, somebody during the time of Einstein and all of that that we're going to have all these smart devices and we can connect to everybody and we can fly there and do us, they'll be like, "Yeah, right. That's going to happen in like what? That's not going to happen in thousands, thousands of years." But it just happened like that. So things can happen really fast. In fact, it was happening so fast that people thought that we have flying cars by now. <laughs> but people thought that remember back back to the future. So people thought we'll be able to travel through time because of how technology was going so fast. The same thing that happened uh, spiritually. The Bible says in Revelation 12, 7, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame with the blood of the Lamb, and by the power and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Once that war happens, the devil is cast down, he just enacts his plan. The devil is very smart. He has, he's prepared. <laughs> 
he, he's, he's biding his time, he's preparing and all of that. Once that war happens and he's cast down, he has a short time. In that short time, he's going to enact all these things. His wrath. So what is the wrath of the devil? The tribulation and the great tribulation. The wrath of God is the wrath that we're talking about. Which is the wrath of God. So he's pouring out of his wrath. The seventh seal. Alright, so it can happen fast. That's what I'm trying to say. We don't know when the war is going to happen in heaven. Verse 45, back to Matthew 24. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord had made ruler over his household, to give them meat, meat means food in the Bible, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing, very I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. So, this is referring to the rewards, the judgment seat of Christ, God's going to give rewards if you're a good steward. Right? So, what is God saying? Jesus is telling them, hey, I told you all these things, but, you know, just focus on what I told you to do. Right? The times and the seasons is for God to know that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And be witnesses unto me. So, do the great commission. Watch the church is supposed to be doing. Verse 48. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayed his coming. Oh, that's no way it's going to happen now. Right? And shall begin to smite his fellow servants, when you're being evil towards your brethren, you don't love your brethren. And to eat and drink with the drunken, that means you're now joining the world. Remember I said the drunken, people have pleasure in the world to, an, to, to the extent. It's not that we shouldn't play, we shouldn't have fun, you can't go to any game or something like that. That's not what I'm saying. No, you don't travel to Super Bowl, you have to come, come, come to church, guys. Alright, so it's not like you, you can have fun, but don't be drunken. Do you see what I mean? Like you've gone all the way. Uh... The Lord of that servant, verse 50, shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, as Paul was telling them in telling Thessalonians, that if you're, you're not sober, then it will come as a thief in the night for you. <laughs> right? So he comes in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Remember, this is a parable. Oh, yeah, so if he comes as a thief in the night for you, that means you're going to hell. No. This is not teaching salvation by works, right? It's impossible for the elect to be deceived. That's what the Bible says. So if you're not a good steward, then you're not watching and waiting. You're sleeping and you're drunk. You're on the drunkards. Uh, and Jesus will come for you as a thing in the night, meaning unawares, meaning unexpectedly. It's not teaching eminency too. It's not saying it just come immediately for you. <laughs> now nah, that can happen if you die. <laughs> I mean, you go face the Lord at that point. So when you die, that's your own rapture pretty much because you go to heaven and, uh, that's not your rapture sorry take that back because rapture happened and your body will be cut up but you're going to heaven outside of the body's presence of the Lord as the Bible says so but it's talking about the manner in which he would appear we're talking about the rapture here so those believers will suffer as the world like in the tribulation they will suffer you know that's what God is trying to say but they will still be raptured because the Bible says we are not of them that draw back into perdition but while them uh, uh, that go, uh, how do I say Hebrews? Well, none of them that draw back into perdition. Let, let me read that. Hebrews 10, I think. Uh, Hebrews 10, 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. It doesn't say that you're going to lose your salvation. Because it goes on to say in verse 39, But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen? So, if they are alive during the rapture, they will be caught up. It's not saying, oh, they are going to perdition. No. 
but they will suffer, right? Because if you believe in the great tree, you will suffer during the tribulation. You will suffer during the great tribulation because you don't know. See, if I tell you, and I've given this example many times, if I tell you that you, if you walk up right here, yeah, how do I put it? Okay, yeah, if you walk out the door, bird, bird, dog is going to fall on your head, right? If I tell you that, when you're walking out the door, see, no matter what you do, that's what's going to happen, right? If you walk out the door, bad dog is going to fall the moment you walk out the door. Wouldn't you prepare for that? I mean, wouldn't you like take maybe a plastic bag or something, put over your head as you walk out the door? <laughs> now, if you don't believe that, you're like, oh, it's not going to happen. And you take your nice hat that you're wearing and you walk out the door, the bed don't even fall on your, on your hat. Now you have to clean it up. Now, the other guy will just take out the paper and just, or the plastic bag and just wrap it out and throw it out. Because he's prepared. <laughs> right? You prepare yourself. So you should be prepared. If not, you're going to suffer. And that's number one. Number two, if even though you know, and you're still living in the world, you're still sleeping uh, like the world, you're drunk as the world, you're a bad steward of what God has given you, you're still going to suffer too. God will punish you. God will make you suffer during that uh, time, those times. And so, and that goes even now. So, uh, we should be alive. Uh, sorry, we our life will be caught up in the rapture. Those that are dead, they too will rise up first and be caught up in the rapture. But as I said, they will suffer whilst they are alive. All right, so that's the end of the Oliver discourse. Let's bow our heads.